0: Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM. It's 10 minutes past 12. Thank you so much for joining us. And this week we have someone who's no stranger to High FM, someone who's been in the studio before, a serial entrepreneur, someone who started multiple business many different areas and tends to have the right balance of knowing when to cut the umbilical cord, when to let the baby go, so to speak, and let it stand on its own, and sometimes when to shut a business down, even though it's doing well, in order to focus one's energies on another business. Now, there's a famous story of Richard Branson who was uh, running down Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, and he looked up at the ticket tape, and he saw Branson sells um, Virgin Records, and he, was, he says he was running down the road, and he was crying. Because that was his baby. Virgin Records is what gave him the capital to buy Virgin Air or to start Virgin Air. But he couldn't keep both. So he had to get rid of Virgin Records in order to start Virgin Air. Amanda Rogady, welcome and welcome back to Chai FM.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Good. Let's get straight into it. What have you done now?
1: So I have launched the fastest growing parenting portal in South Africa. It's called Baby Yum Yum. And really what it is, it's an information source to empower new parents. As um we know, being a parent is the most daunting. thing. Hold on thing. one second,
0: that's discrimination. What about <laughs> the parents who've been parents for many years and you still missed, and still blundering around in the dark?
1: You missed out, sorry for you, but you can still jump on board now and you can still pick up some tips and tricks.
0: <laughs> I think my newborns are my youngest I think is sixteen, but anyway.
1: You've missed that boat, but you never know, there might always be a chance of a Lot Lamickey. <laughs> No pressure
0: (laughs) Right, so as you were saying Fastest growing baby um, Parenting portal Right.
1: So what it basically does is it's a platform That allows new parents And existing parents to go on And get the latest information On babies, on baby products Tips and tricks, product reviews They are able to engage with Our experts on our site And you know you might sit there and say Why on earth Did I start something like this? This was something that started from my heart. I had other companies running. And as a new mother, I found that there was so much information out there. And how did I know what was true and what was credible and what could I trust? So I actually started a blog writing about my experiences of being a new mother And I would always get experts on board who would make sure that all my information and my articles were credible and factual. And after a while, I gained a huge following and advertisers started coming to me and saying, we love what you're doing. We love your following. We love how you're communicating the messages. Can we start advertising with you? And that was three years ago, um, four years ago, so to speak. And At the end of last year, I had other businesses running. I made the conscious decision to shut down and sell off my other businesses and purely to focus on the growth of Baby Yum Yum, to take it to the next level. And it's been a year in its current commercial state, and it's been the most phenomenal year. And it's really a matter of, you know, the universe supports action, not thought. And I've always had this dream to empower women and to empower parents and to make life a little bit easier, because we all know life is really hard. And it's, it's, it's... I've obviously got the formula for success in terms of this business. It's really taking off the um, people that we're speaking to. It's new mothers. It's new fathers. It's caretakers. It's nurses. It's midwives. They're really taking to us and understanding the messaging that we're trying to put across to them.
0: One thing you said in the press release is that you weren't the first kid on the block. People have been there before, but yet you've done so well. So did you do something different or did it have a niche or... Was it just the perseverance that got you to where you are today?
1: I think that that's a good question and that stands for a lot of businesses because, you know, if you can think of an idea, so many other people have done it before you. It really, it's perseverance and it's knowing the right time when to push hard on the market. You always want to be in people's faces so that they know your brand, so that they grow and they learn to love your brand. But it is, it's hard work, it's blood, sweat and tears, many tears. And it's perseverance. And I think it's ultimately having a bigger picture in your head. You know, take apart. I think as entrepreneurs, we get so bogged down by the day-to-day runnings of businesses that we forget why did we actually start our businesses? What is our actual mission? Who are we trying to talk to, and what are we wanting to get out of it?
0: One thing I I mean, I remember interviewing people a while ago. A person a while ago who started a um, a boutique for ladies. You know, and one thing I said to him is that you've come to the party rather late. Everybody else has been here. So if you looked around and just segmented the market and done your asset tests and all these things, he said, no, I've done none of that. He says, I know what I'm doing. He says, I'm not naive. I understand how the model works, but I want to blaze my own trail. So I said to him, but why repeat the mistakes that everybody else has made? So he understood what I was saying. He mm-hmm. said, I understand where you're going with this. I understand the market enough to understand what the model should be. But what I don't want to do is drag their flavor into my business. I want it to be fresh, new, dynamic. Do you feel the same when you come to your business?
1: Very, very much so. And I think that in the past, information about babies was always in a print format in a magazine. And unfortunately, the publishing industry now is dramatically on the the decline. We've seen that through many publications who are retrenching and going under. And we, I believe, maybe through a stroke of luck, but maybe it was... Cleverness as well, so to speak, in cleverness, I like my word, my lovely English word, that we actually started pushing and jumping on the bandwagon at the same time, but it's, a, it's, it's not a trend. Babies are there forever. They evoke emotional responses from people and people do want information about them so it is bringing in our new flavor it's bringing in our new flair, it's talking to South African parents and I specify parents because these days it's not just the mother that looks after a child, you know, things have changed um, so we're really talking to to everyone in South Africa, your upper LSMs your lower LSMs and we're getting the messaging of, of, of information and knowledge sharing across to our parents.
0: Let's say I wanted to ask you mm. is the website appealing to a cross-section, a broad section of South Africa.
1: Very much so. So we have our website where all of our articles are on but most of the interactions happen on our Facebook and Instagram page. And we've we, we've discovered that we thought maybe it would just be a certain population that would want to be talking to us, a certain percentage of the population. But we've seen it really goes from mothers in rural villages through to moms sitting in their houses in Hyde Park. It's completely across the board. And the information that we share is always at a level that it can appeal to everyone. And we are bringing in different languages now as well, to you know to be able to speak to the masses and to be able to speak to everyone that is in fact following. Us.
0: you know it's just interesting i was speaking to a, a, a much older chap he's in his 80s he's run many 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 comrades and the result thereof is to hit, hip replacements etc etc so i said to him almost facetiously was it worth it and without hesitation he said i would do it again in a heartbeat he said where else can you have a heart surgeon and a butcher running together as best friends mm-hmm. not knowing what each other does and supporting themselves the, each other through ninety kilometers of gruelling self um self judgment and, and self motivation it says it's it's a great leveler. All of a sudden people are just there to achieve a certain goal. And I suppose parenting is the same thing. If a higher LSM lady can learn a basic mothering tip from somebody who learned it from her grandmother and it's worked for generations, that's valueless
1: that. A- absolutely. And I think it's really important in today's age. I find a lot of women have almost lost a sense of themselves. They've lost to trust their gut feel and, and for fathers as well, because they're so busy listening to what social media is telling them and what their mother's telling them and their granny and, I think it's important that we take a step back and we actually learn to start trusting ourselves and make our own decisions. And that's where we come in is actually giving people the facts. We're not saying things are right. We're not saying things are wrong. We are simply giving you the information to empower yourself and make your own decisions and be confident in your choices.
0: And I think that's really what this website sounds like it's done. It's just really just giving broad-based information where one can actually tap into the information they need and then drill down from there. But what I'd like to discuss just before – introduce it before the break and then discuss it after the break is that that's all good and well. So I can go on now and mm-hmm. I can find information whether I need it or not. I can share it. But and, and every time I go on, you don't make money. So that. The, At the end of the day, for this thing to be commercially viable, for it to be successful, for it to continue, you need to to generate revenue. That revenue then needs to go to pay viable people in your business that contribute to it on an ongoing basis so that you create an ecosystem where everybody is benefiting. But if it doesn't generate money, we've got nothing. And then it all becomes a sort of a a charity sort of work. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back… Let's talk about the long-term goal of the business and then also, how do you generate income? We'll be back in a moment. Avi on Money, 12 to 1 p.m., only on 101.9. Hi, Welcome back to 101.9 High FM and it's 20 minutes past 12 and in studio with me is Amanda Rogadi, who I think we can refer to as a serial entrepreneur. Someone who started many businesses and has the knack of knowing when to say goodbye and when to keep one going. And right now we're talking about a business called Baby Yum Yum. So please go to the website. Amanda is baby yum It's
1: both .co.za and .com.
0: Thank you for doing that. Pleasure. It makes most- life,
1: that's what we want to do, make parents' lives easier and simpler
0: in South Africa, why do people go .dot com? And like, hello. But anyway, thank you for doing that, and well done for putting the two together. The one, the two things I want to discuss was the long term goal, mm. and the other thing was how to generate revenue. Maybe just to introduce the long term goal. And this thing I've heard many times from many entrepreneurs, and Adrian Gore is very famous for saying this: that you've got to focus on where you're going, and and just keep your eye there. Because if not, every time you hit a pothole or you hit a detour, it's time to shut the business. But if those are just part of your daily routine, then you suck it up and you get it over and done with. And another thing I once heard him say is that solving a major problem isn't the gateway to heaven. Mm. Solving a major problem gives you the tools to solve the bigger one when it comes. So so business is all about solving problems and dealing with issues. I agree. What's your long-term vision generally and for baby, Yamya?
1: I think also on that note, just to put in there, I think that the most important thing in business is to be flexible. You may have a long-term goal in your head, and you may have the map of how you're going to get there, but it's important to be able to be flexible and see when changes are needed. I think if you're unable to be flexible and make those changes when you need to make them, the business could shut down because you haven't been forward thinking enough. So for me, what is the long-term goal? We, as I said, we are currently the fastest-growing parenting platform at the moment. We want to be in a space where six years' time we sell out to a major publishing house and – through that, we are still able to continue inspiring and motivating women, and also at the same time, you know we deal with a lot of issues that are taboo, so to speak, um, and some of them do go against government legislation, um, some things do go against people 's own religious views, but we 're there to give people the information and to inform them and we want to be known as the people, the place to go to for every single thing that is parenting related and um, the next step essentially is is, is to move over into an to an international market Which we've had a lot of calling for
0: But you said earlier on that Even though you really are open to any idea You've always backed up with facts by the professionals Correct So you've got a panel of people that you can turn to A panel of people that are on your are available to you
1: Correct So we have all of these experts on our site And they can come, people can come on at any time And actually ask these experts specific questions And what is so amazing is that People normally possibly wouldn't have an opportunity to engage with these experts, a because they don't know that these type of experts exist, b because they can't possibly afford to see these experts or C logistically they just have no way of getting to these experts. so we are opening the door for for, as you said, leveling the ground of of, of everyone being a parent and trying to bring back the joy of parenting.
0: You said that certain things were taboo, certain things maybe were a little bit you know pushing the envelope absolutely. But clearly, these are issues that need to be discussed.
1: They do. And unfortunately, a lot of people choose to bury their heads in the sand. You know, one of the hot topics is formula feeding versus breast milk feeding. And um, there is government legislation in place where there's people are not allowed to promote and, and um, advertise their formulas. And often you'll go into government hospitals and people promote best is breast Breast is best, which it is. I, I quite agree. It is the first prize. But if you are in a position where you are unable to breastfeed for whatever reason it is, whether it's medical problems, whether it's psychological, there are many reasons and it often leads to, to postnatal depression because of this pressure that we have as women put on us to breastfeed. If you want information about formula, it's overwhelming the information shortage out there you cannot get information on formula and that's due to legislations in line with the world health organization that want to only promote that breast is best but it is sticking our head in the sand because people need that information and where are you going to get that information from are you going to walk into a shopping center and go and ask someone in the in in the in the in the the aisle or who are you going to ask it's it's very limited information and we there to provide a lot of information and to help You know, give people the back their right to make a choice of what they're going to feed their children. So that's one of the very taboo sort of stuff that we cover.
0: And the proof is in the pudding because at the end of the day, it is the most stolen item in South Africa.
1: Absolutely. And it is. And in a lot of stores, it's actually now kept behind the counter. And I personally believe that governments should be subsidizing formula. But that's another whole topic on its own.
0: Right. Let's talk about this passion of yours. This You've built this website. It came out of your You were in the milieu at the moment. You were a new mom, and Mm. therefore you created. So it wasn't theoretical for you. It was absolutely practical. Now, at the end of the day, you've got to start generating income. So let's maybe take a step back from the particular website, and let's talk generically. Someone's got a blog. Someone's got a website. It's got a following. How do they make that commercially viable?
1: There are many ways to make it commercially viable, but to different levels. You know, some people might just be happy getting a few – eyeballs on their page and it's got to do with click throughs and but the real money comes from your advertisers you want to get as many people onto your site and onto your blog and onto your page whatever you want to call it so that advertisers believe that it is worthwhile for them to advertise with you Um and you know we started out small we just had small brands who just wanted us to talk about their particular product and do a few reviews and that was fantastic and it's now gotten bigger and bigger where we have all the major baby and parenting brands wanting to advertise with us. And it's so nice that before we were knocking on their doors and saying, please, can you advertise with us? And they were, mm, who are you? We haven't heard about you. But now it's great that they're actually coming to us and saying, you're a leader now in the industry. Your way of disseminating information. We don't just put out adverts. We actually create campaigns around particular brands. They want to advertise with us now, which is so exciting for us. And that gives us obviously the, the capital to invest in a bigger writing team, in a bigger editorial team. And so we are able to give better content to our followers.
0: What I liked about what you just said was it's not just going to a particular company that makes a particular baby nappy, for example, Correct. and saying, just give us a banner. We'll put it on the bottom. It'll flash up and then it'll go. It's the engagement with, with them because Ultimately, I think the engagement has two inv- advantages. Number one, it generates revenue. Correct. But number two, if they can engage, give more information, disseminate in that information as to a, a certain mother knowing, oh, is that why my baby is getting the rash? It's not because of the nappy. It's because of the way I'm applying it. It's because I, I'm not using an allied benefit or whatever it is. All of a sudden, the value is Shared across the Correct.
1: board. So that's where we've been very clever. We haven't just said take out a banner advert. We have created campaigns around products where we go, we get people to really love the brands. We go into the history of the brands depending on what, obviously, the client wants, not the objectives are. We go into interesting stuff that you wouldn't even think about when using that particular product. Um, Anything and everything we cover on a particular product. We've done, we've done things from, from nappies. We've done amazing campaigns for nappies. We've done stuff for financial institutions. We've done stuff for, um, food companies. It's completely across the board what sort of brands we're dealing with because at the end of the day, you are a parent, but you're a person too. And you still have a lifestyle of things that you want to do and that you want to be informed about.
0: Something that just popped into my mind and no, it's not on the schedule of what I wanted to discuss is that Do you do any promotion of, uh, let's use the word, charity work? So often I've been cheeky and hooted at the car next to me and said to the lady, please, why don't you just hold your baby, but on the back seat? Because if you break and then look at me, not with a sense of anger and frustration, like what business it is yours, but a sense of, well, if I could afford a baby chair, I would, but, you know, it's just that thing and, Yet, I know, I went into my basement the other day, and there's one lying there that's been lying there for years. Just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And there was campaigns here. Do you get involved at that level at all?
1: Well, you know, what we actually embarked on at the end of last year, um, it was Transport Awareness Month in October last year, and we recently created a baby yum yum mascot called Banjo the Bear, which everyone just loves. And we had a campaign where we put Banjo at intersections, and he actually handed out pamphlets and flyers about road safety and about having kids in your car and he handed out um, Baby Yum Yum on board stickers for people to put on the back of their car and actually explained to people via a pamphlet why you put that sticker on the back of your car. You don't put it on the back of your car because it's really cute. You put it on the back of your car so that... In, if, it, God forbid, there's an accident that happens, the medical personnel actually know that potentially there is a baby in the car. That is actually the real reason why you put it on the car. So there we started with the, with the education campaign again because everything's education-driven about car safety. And, you know, we, we addressed issues like, it's law that you have to have a car seat in your car, but what happens if you're in a taxi? What happens if you're in an Uber? Those sort of issues are, 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 are big questions that come up as well since we're speaking to the whole of the population. And, yes, we do partner together with different organizations in terms of car seats. Um, and it's a big thing for me, road safety as well. It's huge because, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't realize the repercussions of the small act of putting their child on the lap and just driving a kilometer it's, down the road uh, they almost
0: look, and, they, and they look like they, they, they're showing We're doing the responsible thing But you know, just hit, tap that brake Just one time sharply And that poor nose is going straight into the dashboard uh,
1: Absolutely, it's, it's tragic And I don't think, as I said, people realize What can come out of it
0: Let's move on a little bit um, So we've seen how, uh, how income is generated But in the end of the day, you, you're still a mom And it still takes time to run a business. Anybody who tells you that uh, a business is one of those things that you just push down a hill and it gains momentum all on its own is either smoking something or is lying through the teeth. Absolutely.
1: And I think as a business owner, you work harder than anyone who works for a company. You know, my staff think I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they think I'm a bit strange. I come into the office, I spend a few hours and then I leave. Um, and when do I get my work done? I get all of my work done at night, actually. You know, I come, I do my work in the office, in the office I go and I, and I rush to fetch my kids. And I think many working moms feel this way, that just as they've arrived at the office, they need to pack up, go home and go fetch the kids. It's very difficult finding that balance, um, being a working mother, or not even just being a working mother, being a mother, between rushing between all the activities. Activities and, you know, making sure the house is right. But for me, the most important thing is to ensure that you have your support group around you to try and maximize that as much as possible, whether it's, um, you know, your 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 caretakers, whether it's your your mother, whether it's friends, you need to try and make use of that support group. It's there. And we in South Africa, we're in a wonderful position where we have um, a lot of uh you know, staff and caretakers and nannies who are able to help us with the kids, we need to take advantage of that. And I think setting boundaries is very, very important. How do you set boundaries? It's hard, but it's important because you need to be able to give yourself the best as a woman and as a mother and give your children the best as well. And Boundaries I w- are for who? Sorry?
0: Who are the boundaries for?
1: The boundaries are for your family okay. and for yourself as well because I think you can get into a state where you – um You need to put boundaries in place in your work side and in your home side because if I could, I would carry on working and working and working you know, 18 hours a day, but I put the boundary in place that I know at this time of the day I need to leave to go and be with my family and my kids. And when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids, and they know that when I'm at work, I'm at work. But when I'm with my kids... Don't disturb me. I'm with my kids. It's important that people know what your boundaries are because you can get either completely drawn into just being uh, a mother. And I think you lose yourself in that or you just lose yourself in work. It's very important to put those boundaries in place. And, you know, I always say you need to look after yourself. Um, you know, when an airplane goes down, they always say put on your oxygen mask first before you start helping other people. And it's for me, that just sums up parenting. You need to be of sound mind and sound body and be in great condition before you can look after everyone else. If your, if your mind is not great, it's going to affect the way that you're managing your family. You need to, you need to look after yourself and have yourself me time.
0: And so I remember there was a case where a lady came to see me and she, she was really beautifully turned out and nails were done up. But, but when I looked at, there was no money and she looked at me. She said, me, you, you, you've noticed that I spend money on, on my nails. I said, yes. And I didn't say anything more because I don't want to come across as judgmental. Says it's simple. If I can't bear to face myself in the morning, correct. How am I going to face everyone else? How am I going to have the guts and the strength when I sit in front of somebody and I look shabby and I feel shabby? But when I look good and I feel good, even though I know I had to it was a triage moment as to where I'm going to use the money, that gives me the energy to go forward. And I just thought, you are a genius, lady.
1: It is so true. Because
0: just to get that priorities sorted out and buttoned down and out of the way it's no longer a point of anxiety. You know now where you stand and you can board from there.
1: Correct. And, you know, my, my we all have our vices in life. My vice is a Frieza chino I have to have it every afternoon to give me the bit of a, a voom to go through the rest of the afternoon. So you need to make that time. And that's something simple for me, just going to the shop, standing there, ordering my Frisacino. It takes 10 minutes, but that's my, my my me time. I think about my day. I process what needs to be done, what has been done. You need to find something that is um, yours and take ownership of it, whether it's pottery, whether it's pottery. Whether it's a frizzacino, whether it's you know having a bubble bath once a week, you need to find something that nurtures your soul.
0: Just to, do you know the two fame well, or the one famous thing about frizzacino? Do you know the story of frizzacino? Tell me. Go Google, it, look it up. It, it was a Starbucks story. Uh-huh. There was a man and I don't know all the details, but recently there was a manager in a store somewhere who went, when they had a visit from the CEO or the senior man, said, "Look, we've come. I've come up with a product. I want you to look at it." She says, it's a money turnip because it's 90% ice. Ice costs us nothing. <laughs> Let's do this. And they said, no, we stick into coffee. We only do coffee. Da, 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 da. And this person badgered them until they got to the point where they said, okay, you can do it in your store, but your store only, and you can't brand it with our company brand. Okay. Let's just see what they did. And the figures that have come out years later were absolutely ridiculous. And what the CEO, the, the outgoing CEO said in a speech that I once heard was that when you walk into your shop and the guy is sweeping the floor and the f- shop is immaculate, spend a moment to look at him. How does he sweep the floor? Learn from that experience. Because even as the CEO, if the floor's not clean, your shop's not going to sell. Let everybody excel in their particular areas. And Frizzettino was saying that they were so dead against because it went away. It took them out of the box. Mm-hmm. And they were scared to do it. And then the other thing with the famous thing with Robert Kiyosaki, there was a, there was a whole movement in America about called the cappuccino millionaires. If you save the cappuccino every day, mm-hmm. you could be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and said, what rubbish. What rubbish. Enjoy your cappuccino and Quite still right. become a millionaire.
1: Quite right. He says,
0: why do we have to have both? And then he goes on to explain, yes, certain times in, in, in business, yes. That luxury needs to be put on the back burner. But if we can't enjoy what we're making and what we're doing, then we just become slaves.
1: We do. And it's all about the passion. And I think that that sets a successful business apart from just a business. It's the passion. It's the passion of the people. It's the passion of of, of, of the product, in fact, that you are putting out there. So whatever you do, it needs to have passion in it.
0: Amanda, before I get to the next point, I just want to maybe spend the next three or four minutes, mm. something I usually discuss at the end. We're sitting here in South Africa. We are… On the cusp of of a new revolution, there's no doubt about Correct. it, there's positivity. There's a purge going on that is opening up um, cans of worms that the most twisted mind in the most lucid moment could never write a script like this. <laughs> what is coming out is just beyond ministers being bribed with sheep forequarters. I mean, it's out of – it's just it's money being swapped at, at – at corner garages, that's not even counted properly. And then, when you pay the bribe, you pay it sh- the the difference of what. And then the whole thing's just absurd.
1: What not to do when what, running a country.
0: <laughs> but it it didn't start immediately. It started very slowly, and now we're going we, we're reversing this. Yet you and I are sitting here, you are just brimming with confidence, as a lady, as a Jewish lady, as an entrepreneur, as as so much where. Previously, you were seen as a minority or maybe disadvantaged in a way, and yet it doesn't come across at all. You're just absolutely confident, and you're bringing up young children in this country. Just talk to that for the next couple of minutes.
1: I am extremely pro-South Africa. I've had my, my moments where, um, you know, when load shedding started, I thought I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what are we getting into but I'm extremely pro South Africa. And as a young white female in this country, I feel that there is a lot of opportunity for me. I'm very excited to be here. I feel, especially now with these changes that you said are happening, a lot of people feel that it's just doom and gloom, but I think, you know, there is definitely positivity coming out of it. You need to sort out all of the darkness, you know, before you move through to the light in terms of the country. And I'm hanging on there because I truly believe that there's a lot coming. There's a lot of positivity coming. And if I'm in an opportunity to change people's lives and to um, enlighten them every day through information and to give them joy, I'm here to stay. And what's great, I think, has also been very forward thinking about what I'm doing now is that because I'm digital and I'm online online, I can move my product wherever I want to in the world. I can literally run it from anywhere in the world because it's all online. Um, obviously, my team would need to be with me. But the fact that there's people out there, and as you said, having a, pe- a baby is the great equalizer. Everyone is on the same page. Everyone is sharing the same problems. We are there, obviously, to empower people and to give them information. And for the time being... We are in South Africa, we are loving it here And our next sort of market that we move into Will be more emerging sort of markets We're not going to go into a first world country We like to be in emerging markets
0: Right, on that positive note Craig, let's take a quick break And when we come back Amanda, what I want to speak about Is something that I don't think you're short of Self-confidence, but as I said Earlier with that lady is If you're not positive and if you're not proud of yourself How can you project that on other people Let's take a break, we'll be back in a moment Avi on Money 12 to 1 p.m. Only on 101.9 Chai FM Welcome back to 101.9 Chai FM It's 20 minutes to 12 Amanda, that doesn't mean we've got 20 minutes to talk It means Aww. we've got about <laughs> 13 minutes to talk In studio with me is Amanda Regali, Who is the founder and chief of mommy, uh, Chief Mommy, sorry Of Baby Yum Yum I was going to say Commander-in-Chief But that's the wrong political connotation <laughs> over there
1: Chief Mommy, Commander-in-Chief, <laughs> same thing <laughs>
0: Self-confidence. You know, Amanda, one thing in, um, you know, in, in Jewish philosophy, you know, the, there's, there's, tehillim, there's Psalms, and people say Psalms every day mm-hmm. for their children, for people who are not well, but there's also a point in saying Psalms for yourself. And I remember, you know, once questioning, why? That's so, that's so egoistic. Why am I saying for myself? And the answer is exactly what you had said we were discussed earlier. If you're not going to ask for blessing for yourself, mm-hmm. if you're not going to put yourself out there and say, let me be the conduit to help, why should you be? If you're not going to put yourself in the front of the line, you're never going to get that which is being handed out. And you're not going to get the advantages that come with it. So self-confidence is important. Something that you've always done. But how have you done that without tipping over the ego edge.
1: I think it's important to to acknowledge your successes no matter how small they are. I think everyone's on this train to make the money and be, you know, to be famous and be a celebrity or be in everyone's in in, in everyone's t- faces and in the TV, but it's important to recognize the fact that some people aren't like that. Some people like to make successes in other ways, not through money and not through you know being in people's faces. It's through the small little things like charity work or just doing something nice during the day, just smiling at someone, and then at night sitting back and saying, "Well, what have I actually done today? Hmm, I smiled at that person and I made them feel good. I think that that's very important. And I have a tradition in my family when I lie in bed with my girls at night. I ask them four questions. I say, "What was the best part of your day today? What was the worst part of your day today? What was the nicest thing someone did for you today? And what was the nicest thing you did for somebody today and it's nice because it just it gets you to reflect on your day and 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 what's been happening in terms of acknowledging the good things in your day and the small things and I think all the time we need to reflect on how we can make ourselves better how we can go out the next day and do something better we all have failures we all have losses we all have things that don't go our way but it's important to pick yourself up and learn from that and move forward and I think Having self-confidence means that you want to make people around you happy. I think that that's the most important thing because it's energy. You feed off of each other. You make someone feel good. They make you feel good at the same time. It's, it's, you know, the same sort of the, the concept of, um, giving and, um, what's it, the secret, you know, when you put things out to the universe, it comes back to you at the same time. And believe you me, I, I, I've had my trials and tribulations and particularly I've always been an extremely confident person because I've kind of known what I wanted to do. And I've always, as I said, acknowledged the small successes in my life and um, I, I as a female, particularly, I've always been confronted with jealousy from other females. And I think in the working place as well now and in, in industry and in a corporate sort of environment, you do. You 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 have competitors. You have um, friends. You have family. You have other people who are jealous of your successes. And it's very important to put that to the back of your mind. And as you said before, it's a pothole. Get up and move over it. It's not going to – don't let it weigh you down. That's the most important thing. And we all have really bad days or something terrible happens. But at the end of the day, I like to live in our philosophy that says if you can't – can't make it, fake it. No one cares on that day how you're feeling. They all know you as a particular person and you need to carry on with your existence and with their perception. So get up, find something that gives you passion in the day. Um, Get up, get out of bed. Particularly, I'm talking to new mothers now as well. Get up, get dressed, don't hang around in your pajamas and your tracksuits all day. Go and make the best of your day and, and do something different. Do something small in the day. You know, such small things you can do in the day, but it's important to acknowledge those successes and to acknowledge the successes of those around you. It's very important that it's not just my success, my success. It's You're only as successful as all of those around you. I think that's the most important thing.
0: Is it important to share your success?
1: Very, very much so. I think that it's fantastic to... um Bask in the sunlight of your own success But at the end of the day you need to let other people Know what that success feels like Because that is motivating for them And um, I think it's inspiring for people As well to be around A successful and happy and motivated Passionate person because it's contagious
0: Is it an example And there's a famous again A, a Jewish example where um, The idea is if I've got a candle And it's lit and yours isn't And you come and take a light from me you benefit and I don't lose anything Correct So there's another I think I mentioned last week on the show So those of you who have heard it I apologize But it's a nice example of a very successful wheat farmer Who was the biggest and the most successful farmer in the region But he had a strange custom He would give all the surrounding farmers seed To plant wheat at the beginning of the season And someone said to him like, Have you lost your mind? You're paying for your competitors To have the same quality as you What are you achieving He says well there's one thing I can't cheat And I can't beat It's called mother nature Mm -hmm. If they have inferior crop That's going to cross pollinate onto my crop And everybody's quality is going to go down If I keep the crop at the top quality We all just keep benefiting it's a, I, I think it's a case by, you know, giving money to someone to open a bakery next to your mm-hmm. bakery. But in a case like this, sharing, says helping giving somebody a foot up, giving them a break.
1: Giving them the skills, I think that's very important as well. You know, speaking about the bakery as well, don't, you know, build them a bakery next to yours, but give them skills and then they can run with it and do what they need to do it. But at least you're empowering them with the necessary tools and they can either make it or break it. And if they make it, well, then kudos to you for actually inspiring them on the, on their journey.
0: Before we go to the break, let's look forward. You said in a couple of years, you want to set out to. Big publishing house mm-hmm. And that's that's all really good um, I've mm. just finished reading the book I know I'm very late to the party I just finished reading the book uh, Shoe Dog mm. um, You know, Mr. Knight And the whole Nike story And one thing that struck me About this book is Flip, it was a struggle Not for one year Or ten years Or twenty years Or thirty years The guy never had cash flow Ever At, at any moment If a bank decided That they were going to Pull the plug that's Nike would have folded Correct. Until he listed And they didn't want to there was always this continuous cash flow problem. And the beauty about reversing into a big player is that that disappears to a greater or lesser extent. Together with it comes the shackles and the reins, of people calling the shots.
1: It does and, and and you know, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, cash flow is always a concern. Always. You know, you you pay up front, people pay you later. It's always a concern. And I think that by having um that big backing behind you, it allows you to take the stress off of you and allows you to actually focus and being productive on your work as opposed to having to worry about the money side of things. It acts I think it makes your business better when you have that big backer behind you. But at the same time you never want to sell out and lose the energy and the messaging that the and the core messaging that the business was started on. For me that's most important. So
0: just two things, I mean I, I've heard the story and I've actually seen a practical example mm-hmm. now. Um two different companies, one overseas and one here, but the company overseas um was approached by the biggest player in the market. In those days, this was the early sixties, was offered a million dollars to sell out. And they went to seek advice because they thought that they had ready, their payday had arrived and the advice was, well, if they prepare prepared to pay you a million dollars, why don't you see your business is worth a million dollars? Tell them to take the million dollars and shove it. Right. And they'll come back in 20 years' time and let's see what they offer you. And I've seen an example here now where a big listed company tried to buy a company mm-hmm. about 15 years ago mm-hmm. and it was turned down. The deal's just gone through. The figures no one's going to know. But they must be staggering because it's allowed that individual to build a solid business Correct. that's really, really marketable. And it's a brand name in the community, mm-hmm. in the country. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he can demand the price, not take a price.
1: Correct. I think you need to know your worth and you need to know your business's worth. You're quite right on that.
0: Amanda, how do people get hold of the website? But more than that, how do people get hold of you, whether they want you to appear somewhere, speak somewhere to motivate, to, to be in touch. Because as as a father of a young teenage daughter, and um, my old, my sons were older have left the house also I'm seeing things through a through a different set of lenses. <laughs> this is what's needed. Um, uh, young girls need to know that there there's there's no limits, there's no boundaries, there's no borders. If this is what you want, you can go out there and do it. And as much as we are in twenty nineteen, I think there's still a Program, there's still a narrative That comes across that boys and girls Are different
1: Different,
0: And they are different Girls are special, there's no doubt about it But what you've shown is that You are a lady in every Sense of the word, but when it comes to the Business area you hold your own with anybody else. How do Correct. people get hold of you?
1: So if you want to go um, and get parenting and baby advice particularly, you can go to babyyumyum.co.za or, or, dot com. or dot .com, and that's lots of Y's, baby babyyumyum. We're also very active on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to get hold of me personally, you can get hold of me at amanda at babyyumyum.co.za.
0: That's fantastic. And what I'm looking forward to is the marriage between Baby Yum Yum and another website called Everly Baby and I know I'm preempting it. There was in the studio. The amazing two young ladies who've really just put their shoulder behind the wheel, backed their product, backed the country, just backed positivity and if the two can come together for me, that's what this radio show can achieve. It's all
1: about collaboration it's and about relationship building. That's it.
0: Amanda Rogheni, thank you for coming into studio. Craig, as always, thanks for pushing the buttons and keeping me on my toes. Um, next week, we've got a duel between two vying parties who want to come on the show. So whoever sends me their press release first, <laughs> they will be here. But, um, again, really what I want to make sure is that we can showcase as many entrepreneurs as possible in different areas because – we all can go and look up in financial information. We can go online and we can read it and we can listen. But what we can't often get is the stories of people just like you and I who are standing in the same line as Pick and Pay, in the same line as the bank, and yet they wake up in the morning and saying, I'm going to make it today. I'm going to do it today, even though the kid kept them up the whole night, even though their husband might have had a terrible month financially and there's no cash flow. Those are the people we want to look at. These are the people we want to be involved with because we're going to build the country together, but it's only going to be built with positivity. Amanda's radio. You can't nod. You've got to speak.
1: Absol- <laughs> oh, okay. I'm waiting for my cue. <laughs> Thank you very much. Abi. And, and just on that note, yes, it is all about collaboration and it is all about relationships. And that for me is one of the biggest re- lessons in business as well is that it's all about relationships. Use people around you. Let them help you get to the place where you want to be.
0: Fantastic, Amanda Rogoli, and it's babyyummyum.co.zerodot.com. Go have a look. Thank you so much, Craig. Thank Thank you. Thanks so much. We'll speak to you next Thank
1: week. Thank you.